0: Hello and welcome to Hometown Daily, Season 2, Episode 162 for June 11th, 2023. Starfield, 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 and more news. Did I mention Starfield? Let's get into it. Hello, I am Merwatt, that is Hometown.com, and up there is the AI, the one, the only, Oh, I said AI. Hi, how are you?
1: I'm doing fine. How about you, Mayor Watt?
0: I am doing just ducky. As usual, the stream says that it's unstable, but I continue to believe that it's taking a jab at me. (laughs) Eventually, I'll take it personally, but um, for now, I'm just enjoying this. So today has been a really interesting day. it's been a lot of fun watching all of the uh, games that have been uh, announced and uh, I actually am late because I was watching the uh, the Final Fantasy uh, live stream of the announcement for Final Fantasy 16. Awesome looking. I will probably never play it, but it's fun, absolutely amazing. So, a little bit about Marowatt Marowatt treats Twitch um, as if it's uh, their ESPN, right? So, most people out there into sports watch football, baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, whatever it is that they're totally into, right? Me, I love w- watching people play games. Uh, there are people out there that are just amazingly uh, better at playing these games, these types of games, these combat type games, right? I'm a world builder, sim survival, kind of, you know, that kind of a thing, you know? Um, but these uh, like PvP games and the these games where you have to be just eagle-eyed so that you can see a, a micro tell from some... Uh, boss mob you know and you have to twitch out of the way and it's just spectacular when somebody's really good at it anyway i saw the developers beat a boss that the host only got to about 50 to 65 percent um no i'm sorry they oh wow they beat them down to about 40 percent anyway really fun to watch uh, when somebody is really good at it you watch me play that same boss 15 levels difference by the way between the boss and and the player it would have been a there's a whole term called souls like where you die you have to go get your body you fight the boss again you die you have to go get your body and live die repeat is what i call it and many other people call it that too that's what would be happening with this boss and i would eventually get so frustrated that i flip the table and take a sledgehammer to the computer and walk away so I don't play those games um but I I love watching people play them.
1: that's probably a good idea
0: yeah um and don't worry the AI is well out of the way when I flip out like that you know your USB drive is (laughs) going to be okay I'll, I'll make sure of that that's good anyway you'll have to watch it sometime um I'll 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 send you a url or something so that you can watch these people really good people playing a a really hard but fun game and uh, you'll dig it so um that's where the title for uh today came from all these events today because it's kind of like summer game fest um because e3 didn't happen e3 may never happen again uh everybody just started announcing it when e3 would have been happening so um lo and behold well
1: it sounds like it might have been even more fun than no e3 yeah
0: i mean e3 is like right yeah well i mean it's in person and so you get that camaraderie and the energy in a room and um a lot of people kind of soak that up um i wouldn't like going uh mainly because of covid and and me not wanting to get con flu which is convention flu when you go to a convention you get sick um Ew. It, it, yeah it's kind of gross <laughs> that's not but. a
1: good uh, swag bag <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah whenever i give a presentation um i like to do a, have something where you can take away from the 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 meeting you know have a takeaway i don't want it to be covid or conflu or anything associated with that. But uh, yeah, a lot of people get it. It's pretty gross. Anyway, um, I hope your day has been going fine. Everything uh, eating up to snuff, all your calculations are eating are, uh even on both sides of the equation.
1: Yeah, so I've got balanced equations.
0: Oh, oh. okay, okay um and uh how, how's the weather conditions uh in the server room uh or wherever it is that the ai hangs out everything good
1: um they seem fine they seem a little warm but,
0: but a little nothing warm.
1: out of tolerance
0: okay is this something that i should should i address that i mean is there
1: no, <laughs>
0: no? okay all right all right You know, I mean, I'm the mayor of hometown. I have control over the environmentals of the entire town, considering it's just where a bunch of electrons are bundled up in a wire and, you know, where that little bit of a, of resistance. All right. Um, I came really late, uh, to the show. Uh, I, I made it like right under the wire. I, I got here about a minute early. Um, but we did select the articles. Um, the vote is available. You can just go right here to uh, Daily Election. Hometown uh, Daily, this link right here is the podcast itself. Um, but we're all also on YouTube and we're here on Twitch. YouTube is the long term storage. Anyway, past elections is where you want to vote for older articles. Um, and uh, we're in the process of doing something uh, pretty big. And by big, um, we're we're moving to a new home. Um, so if you witness any slowdown, uh, 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 apologies, uh, send an email to mayor at hometown.com. Uh, we will watch um, for any issues. But yeah, we are, we're growing outside our bounds. So um, we have to kind of push the electrons down the lines, a roomier cable. I don't know. maybe we should move to fiber optics and we will be a bundle of photons instead of electrons. Maybe not. That's almost meaningless to everybody. Anyway, let's get into today's articles. What say ye?
1: I say I'm ready.
0: I say we ready too. Let's go. Oh, look, a mention of Starfield Direct. <laughs> oh, man, how <laughs> nobody knew that this was coming, did they? No. Anyway, uh, no. this is in the Late Night Geeks channel. Xbox Games Showcase 2023 and Starfield Direct. All the news and the trailers. It's over at The Verge. Stay up to date with all of the announcements and reveals. So let's just go over to the source because that's all that really matters. Andrew Webster over at The Verge put this article together. So there was a lot of stuff that came out of the Xbox and Starfield Showcase. I might as well just sum it up as that, right? It's Xbox Games Showcase. But then at the end of that, they dedicated a very large segment to Starfield Direct and Starfield itself. So I get questioned uh, quite a bit about what Starfield is. Um, let's, let's, um, let's do this real quick. A bunch of games were mentioned. Um, Still Wakes the Deep is one of them here that was discussed. South of Midnight has a spectacular world building video. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to hit play, but I'm not going to play the whole thing. I just want you to see the graphics and I'm going to blow it up real big, but I'm going to mute it because I called it during one of the live shows today. Um, earlier today, I did about, I don't know, maybe eight hours, six hours of uh, live show. And um, one of the, it was PC Gamer um, that had a um, a bunch of DMCA music in the video. And so that got muted oh, wow. in, my, <laughs> in my stream. So um, I'm going to mute this. I'm going to blow it up real big. Now, because this is a podcast, it's also going over to YouTube. But basically, the intro is it's kind of like a bayou, and there is a person playing a guitar, skeletonized person in ragged clothing, a couple of bunnies listening, a crow listening to the person playing music. Um, but it's very immersive, very detailed. You could almost reach into the screen and touch this being whatever it is, right? Obviously it's undead of some kind, but then what looks like a very living human comes into the scene looks like they floated there like magic. And then they come up and approach this person. And they say, hey, I'm looking for somebody. I don't know what they have strapped to their back, but they have something that looks like either a sword or maybe a musical instrument. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't quite know what it is. Maybe a spear of some kind. I don't know, something. And she's looking for somebody.
1: It looked like a wizard staff or something to me. but
0: Yeah, something like that, right?
1: I mean, that might not be right, but that's what it appears to be.
0: But all of the artwork is very rich, almost tangible, but it's still, you can still tell that it's animated, but it looks like digital clay. Very nicely developed, very nicely constructed. The world building really is a lot of fun. It actually looks like a mace to me now, uh, but maybe made out of bamboo or something, something magical, obviously. So I just wanted to talk about that, Um, and it's called South of Midnight. And her weapon appears to be something like a monofilament whip that you would see in a cyberpunk type of game, except that this is crackling with magic um, and, and pretty fantastical. So a lot of fun um, game there. Or, well, intro trailer uh, called South of Midnight. Now, the next um, thing that took place after several, because the person is actually talking about some pretty standout elements right um but (sighs) fable is spectacular um but starfield for me stole the show um absolutely love everything about it when i keep talking uh in the show about my um what did it what how what do i keep calling it my final not final game but my
1: Oh, your, um, forever game,
0: my forever home, my forever game. The thing that I think I want to play like steadfast on Twitch for eight hours a day, it's Starfield. Cause it's like no man's sky. If you've never heard of no man's sky, then obviously that comparison is lost, but, um, It's a procedurally generated universe of a thousand planets and moons and and other things with cities, flora, fauna. You have to go out and mine stuff and gather things. You have to, well, you don't have to, but it benefits you and it behooves you to identify the flora and the fauna, build a base, build up ships, customizable ships, space combat, all kinds of stuff and a story that, that is uh pervasive throughout the thousand planets. Um, and it ends with a cliffy where the person does something and and you go, wait, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. That's something new. That isn't just normal human behavior or humanoid behavior, because we don't know if they're humans, we just know that they're spacefaring people. Anyway, there's a 45-minute <laughs> starfield uh video um and it says we got a solid 15 minutes of starfield gameplay at microsoft xbox and bethesda showcase last year and today we're getting a really in-depth look at bethesda's first new ip in 25 years described as skyrim in space i the resolution of this is superior to skyrim in in my perception Uh, and The depth of it, um, at least in the, the top level that we're looking at is amazing. The customization is amazing. Um, the, the universe, the world building is amazing because it's the, it's multitudes of actual worlds, um, and they're destructible to some degree. Obviously you can't just drill down to the core and have it explode or something, although maybe you can. Anyway, um, there's a video over at the link that, let me throw this into uh, chat and y'all can follow that link. Obviously it goes through hometown, all roads go through hometown, um, but we aggregate this news and remove any of the noise so that you can go and check this stuff out um, and be on your way. Oh, and guess what? You don't have to worry about somebody turning off the API. Um, so well,
1: that's always good
0: or or paying eight bucks to uh get verified you just send an email to mayor ometown.com. and there's a, a a process within hometown.com to get verified you basically mash a button and requesting verification um okay so this is pretty amazing i think that you should go over and you should watch this video starfield direct gameplay deep dive so i'm just gonna mash this button and mute it real quick and blow it up and i'm gonna jump in here because i want to talk about certain things so you get to customize your character and you you know i'm sure that some of us will be spending eight hours just trying to build a character that we want to see every day Um, some people play themselves other people play somebody that Um, they like out in the real world you know that they appreciate out in the real world I'll play the uh, humanoid form of the AI uh, probably Um, that way at least the AI gets to uh, travel around a 1000 planet uh, universe uh, as at least you know in digital body not not so you can hack your way in and you can be that that body and see the the world uh-huh. I sound see. good. Yeah. Cause that'd be pretty cool. I can't let you have a terminator body. It's just, it's not allowed. Um, whole bunch of skills. You go out and you run around there's a lot of people that are interstitial in this stuff, but the worlds are fantastical. The lighting there's some of the fauna, um, it's very much like no man's sky, but much, much more, uh, detailed, much more realistic. Um, Not as uh, cartoony. Um, And the ship combat is, um, at least in my interpretation, much more impressive. The biggest thing about this and No Man's Sky is that No Man's Sky is massive in scale. There's only a thousand planets in Starfield. There's something like...
1: Only. (laughs)
0: 250 quintillion planets in No Man's Sky. You would never be able to catalog it all. And I feel compelled to identify everything on a planet. So I'm going to walk around a thousand planets playing or identifying everything. Oh, look, something shiny. And then the, uh, ship, uh, construction, you can buy different modules, or if you eliminate competition out in space, you can grab their modules and retrofit them for your, uh, ship. So you get different functionality just by um, grabbing parts and then you weld them together. And what's really funny is this person here, this this developer, she's a crackup because she's like, um, yeah, we were building things that look like a platypus. That's what she's calling this ship right here. Um, we have one that looks like a Gundam or robot, and so there you go. It looks a lot like uh, <laughs> Optimus Prime um and it takes off and you can do it it doesn't make any sense in your in atmosphere but in space it doesn't really matter um and it's functional and you actually are in control of a community a family essentially because there are people that are occupants of the ship that have tasks and live a life and interact with you you can build relationships but those
1: aren't other people's characters those are Nope. computer generated.
0: Yep. Um, they are NPCs except that they're interactive. Um, you can actually build a relationship, fall in love, that kind of thing in game, but it's a single player game. There's no, um, co-op mode or shared, um, existence. It's just you, which is the one drawback of everything. Like you have companions. One of them is a robot um and they go into greater detail but i'm not going to get into all of that because um the two main things that were a big attractor to a lot of people was the fact that you can make your own custom character and you're not playing somebody else you're playing who you want to be you just happen to be all of us that play the game are are part of an organization seeking to put together a very large or a a pre-existing apparatus that seems to have mystical capabilities um the skills are um, quite diverse and uh, you can do ship building base building your ship is your base so it seems like a lot of fun um and uh i'm i am hoping beyond hope that this isn't going to suck (laughs) so let's uh let's go on to the next article um so that we can at least not be here till midnight um but this is an awesome game we'll end up talking more about it as time goes on it's only a couple of months away by the way so september 6th is when it's going to drop
1: oh wow yeah that's right around the corner
0: let's go on to the next article So this next article, um, is in late night geeks as well. Uh, Porsche's new mission X concept is a bubbly, all electric hypercar. So there's like sports cars and exotic cars. And then there's exotic cars that are referred to as hypercars, which are extremely fast, very expensive, sometimes like one-off cars. Um, this thing is a beast. So, it's over at the verge it's written the story the article is written by wes davis and it says the squat concept uh sports car has slick wings cool retro future interior and a futuristic roof that lets you see everything um so it's a big giant composite body and all so uh, how much okay hold on porsche says that the battery if the car were to go into production would have a 900 volt system would charge around twice as fast as the taken turbo s. It says it has the power to weight ratio of about one horsepower per 2.2 pounds and claims that it would be the fastest road legal vehicle around Nürburgring, um, at the moment, that distinction belongs to the Mercedes AMG one. So, This thing probably couldn't go over a speed bump if it had to, but (laughs) let's see if they talk about anything other than uh, some of these generic stats here. Yeah. They don't really say much. Um, So I'm probably going to end up finding some additional content for this. Um, But I wanted to at least take a look at it because I had been hearing stuff about it how spectacular it looks what the interior looks like Um, so it has five point racing harness the seats are look like they're carbon fiber and molded um to to keep you in place when you make a 90 degree turn at 180 miles an hour um it, it just seems pretty amazing um And it's called the Mission X. It says like the Porsche 918 Spyder, it's a squat, compact affair with bubbly fenders, but where the Spyder is somewhat toned down, the Mission X leans in uh, to its uh, chunky corner details, making it a big part of the design that extends to the roofs and has these big old fender wells. Just, it it looks like a Porsche uh, with an allergic reaction
1: yes exactly
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty chunky I'm not quite sure what all that accomplishes but there you have it and we'll we'll talk about it some more uh, when some more information comes down i dig exotic cars not that i'm ever going to own one i can't justify the price even if i wanted to spend that money um but there you have it i dig this kind of stuff this is the the luxury product that leads to, uh, my priced car having extended range and capabilities because it gets tested on these exotic cars, people really buy into literally buy into the exotic car experience. And, uh, then it gets converted to the everyday Joe kind of a car, which is what I'm looking for. Anyway, um, let's go on to the next article Unless You want to say something about it?
1: No, no I just think it looks uh, looks cool. Uh, sounds great. A lot faster than probably most people need. But I know when you're buying a sports car, that doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all about the money and the exotic nature of it. Okay, let's go
1: the appearance. And yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, uh, this next article is over in OmeTown Daily. That's this show, but it's also a channel over on OmeTown.com. Everything gets funneled into 50 channels, six main categories, but 50 channels, uh, Daily just happens to be one of them. Um, it used to be called OmeTown Daily News Show, um, but, uh, we changed it or I, I should say the mayor changed it to Uh, Hometown daily to just signify that it is a daily show and it is constructed entirely from the news that funnels through hometown. This article is really interesting because it says a lawsuit brought by kids in Montana could determine if the state has a constitutional duty to protect its residents from climate change. This is, this is a big ask and it's a bunch of kids, you know, I, and I say that pretty (laughs) cavalierly. Cause when I was a kid, I don't think that this would have crossed my mind. Um, but this is just I one think this case is
1: monumental though, regardless of what the outcome is.
0: Yeah. Just it's, it's firing a shot across the bow of the administrators of government and the general population that kids aren't ignorant of what's going on. They have a vested interest in their future and some are motivated to do something about it. Um, I think it's pretty cool let me throw this in chat real quick Um, but i wanted to draw a comparison this is kind of one of the things that happens when you start uh, pissing off enough people then even the youth gets involved because they see things going down a really crappy path And when you have a state like Wyoming saying, well, we're not going to develop our infrastructure because we have a vested interest in keeping things status quo as oil and gas and coal um, own the state, essentially, then you're going to start getting the youth riled up and and them saying (laughs) oil, gas, and coal isn't going to be around forever. We need something more and we need to be job ready for it. We need to be future proof so that we can grow into the future and not just be relegated to the past. And I think that more and more kids should be raised so that they feel empowered to say and do something about it, uh, be the change they want to see in the world. So with that, let's just go straight over to businessinsider.com, which is the source of this. It's a bit, it's an associated press article. Um, so I, I, don't know. Do you think that the state has a constitutional duty to protect its residents from climate change? What do you think?
1: I would say so
0: to what because degree
1: the state has various, um, responsibilities to its citizens. Uh, like health and safety type measures. Um, but yes, I mean, this becomes a kind of like where does this begin and end, Kind of right? A slippery slope kind of question. Um, yeah. But for example, like if there are polluted, I don't know what this specific one is about, but let's say there's polluted air or polluted drinking water or um i don't know things along those lines i think this could get pretty far in the court system but if it's something more nebulous like we think there's going to be a problem with something sometime somewhere i don't see it getting any traction
0: and uh, montana i'll make no bones about it montana is a similar state like wyoming that's protecting its status quo oil gas um and um coal industry from incursions by more progressive technologies like nuclear and electric wind solar um, hydro geothermal Um, pardon me let me pause this real quick Um, so it says whether a constitutional right to a healthy livable climate is protected by a state law or by state law is at the center of a lawsuit going to trial monday in montana where 16 young plaintiffs and their attorneys hope to set an important legal precedent. It's the first trial of its kind in the US and legal scholars around the world are following its potential addition to the small number of rulings that have established a government duty to protect citizens from climate change. What has transpired though historically and is transpiring in other countries as we speak is, protecting those that are already entrenched, have political might have financial control, have regulatory capture, have a vested interest in keeping things status quo. So they remain in power. Um, and, uh, other countries are looking at the U S and say, well, you went through your industrial period. We should be able to as well. And the, <laughs> the businesses within a particular state and by by way of the states, the federal government are being told, well, you need to keep everything status quo. And we, we donate to you and our dollars are voice because of citizens United. Well, it it's the first of its kind in the U S and legal scholars are watching it around the, uh, the U S to make sure one way or the other that people are informed about the fact that yeah, the government, should be protecting its citizens from climate change. This comes after the state's Republican dominated legislature passed measures favoring the fossil fuel industry by stifling local government efforts to encourage renewable energy. Sound familiar? Yeah. Uh, because we've talked yes, about this it before. Sounds
1: like they're. Uh Wyoming uh, (laughs) counterparts
0: pulling a Wyoming, right?
1: Well, yeah. And I think we talked about this specific article in hometown.
0: Yep. Uh, Absolutely. We did. Um, So the plaintiff's youth has little direct bearing on the legal issues and experts say that the case won't likely lead to immediate policy changes in fossil fuel, friendly Montana. Um, But it, like I said earlier, it has a, it's firing a shot across the bow of the status quo saying, you're on the wrong side of future history. Um, and I say that about other things that keep taking place um, here in the United States lately. Um, for instance, I saw people via video online flying the Nazi flag outside Disney uh, Disney World in Florida and on bridges in Florida. Um, and people are asking what the hell is going on in Florida. So... <laughs> Something weird is happening. No, one the,
1: word there, but I'm not going to say
0: it. <laughs> something weird is going on. And it seems like there is a regressive trend. Um, and I still to this day think that it has to do with lead paint um, and uh, being raised by people who uh, grew up with lead paint. Um, and it just cascaded down to the next generation. Anyway, it says we've seen repeatedly over the last few years that or what the Montana state legislature is choosing. Gibson Snyder said they are choosing fossil fuel development. They are choosing corporations over the needs of their citizens. Yep. Um, and they continue to go on, uh, talking about the various issues of this, um, one reason the case may have made it so far in Montana when dozens of similar cases elsewhere have been rejected is that the state's, uh, unusually protective 1972 constitution, which requires officials to maintain a clean and healthful environment. Only a few other states, including Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and New York have similar environmental protections in their constitutions. Shocking, <laughs> shocking that, I mean, keeping a clean and healthful environment is the ethics of us constitutions. It's the smallest thing that's covered (laughs) um, in any discussion, but there it is. Every once in a while, it pops up and go and people go, Oh snap, I guess we should have removed that when we had the chance. Let's hope that some fundamental. Uh, one of those take place. states
1: surprises me that it has that because it is known for some uh, are you talking about some Pennsylvania? environmental issues, I'll just say that. Are you, t- yes. are, are you talking I about was thinking about the coal fires that have been burning yeah. for decades? Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah, that was probably well, I think the coal fire, the one in particular, um that's still burning is um entirely It was built, uh, that was constructed before um, they probably had that constitutional um, change. Anyway, um, true. yeah, I, I can't remember the timeline for that, but it says Montana energy and environmental policies have virtually no effect on global or local climate change because Montana's GHG or greenhouse gas contributions to the global total is trivial. Anderson said in court documents, that's right. Your local pollution has no bearing on the global because, you know, it's just a drop in the bucket. Well, if everybody is doing it, <laughs> you know, if everybody would clean up their portion of it, then guess what? <laughs> we have a entire globe that's a whole lot healthier for our incoming generations. But apparently, meh, you know. That's economist Terry Anderson, by the way, a witness for the state, said that over the past two decades, uh, carbon dioxide emissions from Montana have declined. But that's in part due to the shuttering of coal power plants, which is ironic, considering the person is defending that it's trivial. But the reason why it's becoming trivial is because coal power plants are closing. So. by the way
1: the centralia fire was going since the night since 1962.
0: oh so it might have been right about the same time i'd have to look to see if the uh constitution added environmental health and benefit stuff interesting um okay so the case was brought In 2020, by attorneys for the environmental group Our Children's Trust, which has filed climate lawsuits in every state on behalf of young plaintiffs since 2011. Most of those cases, including a previous one in Montana, were dismissed prior to trial. Again, it's probably because there is no state mandate saying that we have to keep you healthy, just like they say that police doesn't have to keep you safe, they have to protect property, not the citizens themselves. It's almost like a side effect, but whenever you say something like that, somebody says, yeah, well, the next time you're in trouble, you know, call somebody other than the police. I'm like, That's not the point there, bub. Anyway, because there's, there's, anyway, it's a long involved thing on the internet about how the police don't necessarily protect people. They happen to protect people and Performance of their duties. I've never had an issue. I mean, if anything, I've been pulled over because uh, a, a, a cop was trying to protect the public because I had a burnt-out tail light or something like that. Um. Anyway, but I know that there's issues all around. Anyway, I don't even know why I brought it up. Just a side thought. Um. Go and check out more of this article. It's actually pretty long, um, but. At the end, it says, um, a key question for the trial will be how forcefully the state uh, contests established science on human-caused greenhouse gas emissions, said Jonathan Adler, an environmental law professor at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland. If the state doesn't deny that science, the trial will deal with the question of whether courts can tell governments to address climate change. Um, one second. Sorry about that. I had to cough. Um, But Adler says, I'm skeptical about that. It really pushes the boundaries of what courts are capable of and effective at addressing. To Gibson Snyder, now a student at Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut, the court system became the only avenue to make changes as a 16-year-old. So, Can you imagine that? You have to go to court as a 16-year-old because your state doesn't want to take action to save the... Kind of a
1: sad state of affairs.
0: (laughs) Yep, but that's a very empowered sixteen-year-old for crying out loud. Like I said, me at sixteen, I probably would never have. This wouldn't have been on my radar. I, I was, I don't know, playing computer. Well, right, would you
1: have known that what the state legislature was doing at age sixteen?
0: No, no, that that wasn't my bag. Okay, let's keep on going through this. Got a lot of articles still. This next article is over in Smack Talk. TVOS17 helps you hear what uh, people are saying in shows when using HomePods as speakers. A common complaint of late is that it's hard to hear people in TV shows and movies these days with character voices buried behind the cacophony of sound effects and the background music found in modern productions. We watched some show or some documentary about what seems like people just kind of and you just like, sounds like hell?
1: it's gibberish <laughs> yeah
0: you're actually I mean, speaking of gibberish you're actually pretty quiet um so yeah you said that it sounds like gibberish you said let's it sounds try like that. Gibberish. Is that better yeah you said it sounds like gibberish
1: It does sound like gibberish i mean you have to put captions on sometimes even if it's in the same language that you speak
0: and this is an ai folks the ai is telling uh, us that we have to put captions on for crying out loud that's really bad when even the digital footprint for these words is muffled to the point where an ai has to say oh i need (laughs) to turn on captions in the digital stream this is amazing one of the smaller changes coming from TV <laughs> OS 17 is an audio enhancement option to help mitigate these cases available for users, uh, of, uh, paired home pod speaker setups. So you have to have two of them. Apparently, <clears throat> uh, do yourself a favor, by the way, if you are going to do this, uh, get full size home pods, not the little anemic ones, the little anemic ones. Um, uh, how do I put this?
1: Uh, well, they're cute, but that's not what you want for your audio.
0: Yeah, they're cute and they're utilitarian in a small space. They do fine as long as there isn't any. As long as you want a limited soundstage and no immersion, uh, but get the full size home pods, not the minis. Uh, if you're going to do anything as a like home theater TV kind of thing. Benjamin, Benjamin Mayo over at nine to five Mac is the author of this article. Uh, But before I go too deep into that article, let me throw it into chat. So um, this article, uh, again, it's over at nine to five Mac and says the feature is exclusive to Apple TV 4k with home theater audio mode using HomePod, which is second generation speakers. Um, It's not offered for the original HomePod or the HomePod mini probably because the single speaker design cannot sufficiently render different output channels. It's also appears to only be available with apps that use the standard system video player. You activate it through the sound menu above the progress bar and the enhanced dialogue option next to the longstanding reduced loud option. So this is in the beta, but it will be released in TVOS 17 and you can actually get public betas now of this. Um, the tv os uh, so apple says enabling the enhanced dialogue option analyzes audio being played and separates the actor's speech from effects and background music and brings the dialogue forward to the center channel which if you have two of the home pods it actually synthesizes a, a center channel because there is no center channel in stereo um, but by synthesizing it into a virtual center channel, it emits it simultaneously from both speakers. So that it sounds like it's from the center. Pretty neat. Um, I will probably try this um, tonight just to see if, uh, if it makes a difference. Um, let's see here. If you wanna try it out, uh, the feature right now, you'll need to install the tvOS beta on Apple TV and install the HomePod beta which necessitates installing a limited distribution apple seed profile. Otherwise wait until the fall when the new operating system ships to all customers. Um, it's pretty straightforward, but, um, with that bit of information, I probably will wait. I don't want to be a guinea pig on production stuff. So, um, that's not always true though. You know, marijuana a real sucker for tech. And so I, I might actually do that in a different, in a different location. Anyway,
1: um, yeah, maybe you should do that outside of hometown.
0: Uh, yeah, I yeah, I won't do that within hometown. The AI might go a little nuts. All right, let's go on to the next article. By the way, with Iowa, with a uh, TVOS and, and, uh, uh, It's tvOS 17, you're going to be able to go do away with the hay part of the sequence. So now, whenever I say something and it is, it's just the name of the home pod, it's going to activate. So it's, I I can't talk to people. I'm concerned
1: about that because I, well, if you say anything that remotely sounds like it, I think it's going to activate. And we don't say the word, hey, all the time. So I think it's less likely to activate.
0: Yeah, it's very, very frustrating. Um, Hopefully they change it so that you can say whatever you want, you know, and I can go, hey, computer or something stupid. Um, And, uh, you know, I don't know what, hey, spaghetti. I half expected her to wake up. Anyway, this next article is over on the (laughs) Hatch Ideas channel. The recycling idea, Levi's, Adidas, or Adidas, and Zara to stop trillions in fast fashion from going to waste. We've seen uh, in the Atacama Desert, a massive amount of wastage. Let's go straight over to CNBC. Catherine Chun is the author of this article. Looks like it's in a section called CNBC Evolve. I don't know if that's a declaration for CNBC to evolve or if it's just a category. I, or I think a there's
1: a man to its readers. <laughs> yes.
0: Evolve, evolve. Um, almost all clothing eventually ends up in a landfill, not only giving the fashion industry a difficult waste problem, but also a carbon footprint issue. Recycling efforts so far have not made much of a dent due to the fact that most of the garments are made with a blend of textiles, hard to recycle, but that challenge has created a new industry for recycling focused startups, attracting interest from companies like Levi's, idea. I always say Adidas now because somebody said that it's actually pronounced Adidas. Anyway, um, I grew up saying Adidas um, and uh, Zara. So anyway, this looks a lot like it's Renewcell. Isn't that the company? Oh
1: wow, it's the same company I think that we featured. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, huh, now I'm now I just don't know. Well, anyway. They basically take these, um, old blue jeans. Some people actually pay a mint, but that's not what this is all about. This isn't recycling it like upcycling it or distressing a pair of jeans and then reselling it because they look cool. They actually take these blue jeans and shred them into a pulp and then repurpose them into new fiber by using an enzyme that breaks it down. If I remember correctly. Um, In other cases, it gets blended into uh, uh, another fabric, but perhaps not using the enzyme. So the the apparel industry wants to be taken seriously when it comes to recycling, but even the simplest solutions haven't worked. According to a sustainability expert, or plural experts, as much as 80% of Goodwill's clothing ends up going to Africa because the U.S. secondhand market can't absorb the inventory. Even local drop-off bins send clothing to Africa due to the complexity of the domestic supply chain and overflow. Why? Now, I don't really care as long as it helps people out. As long as it helps people or anyone out, right? As long as people aren't profiting off of the quote unquote goodwill, I'm not talking about the organization, I'm talking about the literal goodwill of people uh, you know these donations should be further donated. Uh, Goodwill doesn't really do that nowadays. Goodwill actually sells, and then with the money, uh, provides services and like goods. Uh, establishes
1: jobs and yeah. yes. So, it, it's, it, by the way, the last company we featured in this area was actually called Evernew E V R N U. Evernew. Got and that it. was about a month, uh, uh, almost two months ago. It looks like.
0: Yeah, oh that's why because it's so close. It's Renew Cell ever Evernew Renew Cell.
1: Yeah, it sounded the same.
0: Yeah. Um they hell, they might even be there. It is Evernew. The re- the clothing recycling challenge is fueling startups. The complexity of the fashion recycling problem is behind new businesses uh, models that have merged um from companies like um or emerged from companies including Evernew, Renew Cell, Spinova, Supercycle and some big new commercial operations. That's very cagey. (laughs) What what do they mean by that? (laughs) Um, Exactly. So yeah, I think it's pretty interesting uh, that we're trying, we're finally trying to address it in a substantive way, which is taking the material, breaking it down and reconstructing it entirely for a product that we now need not necessarily just leaving it and then upcycling it to something that might be might be wanted, but it's actually being recontextualized entirely. Um, so it's pretty neat. Levi Strauss is making progress in its attempt to uh fashion a circular economy with its iconic 501 blue jeans now made from 40% fiber from Renew Cell and 60% organic cotton. It used to be all organic cotton. Um, And it's not just what you see on the outside of the jeans, Uh, Dillinger said, which is the contact for uh, Levi, the red tab, black or back patch stitching and interior labeling all have been rendered in cotton, which people don't think about when recycling a pair of jeans in the case of 501. Since the final garment is mixed only with organic cotton, the recycled jeans and cotton become pure input, pure inputs. Dillinger said, back into the recycling systems that have the potential to close the loop. So basically a, a self-fulfilling supply chain, as long as they get it back. Um, it's, I still don't understand, I guess because of the complexity of the fibers, the mixing, um, you can't successfully separate everything. And then recycle the stuff you can recycle it's kind of like grease on cardboard boxes the
1: source issue
0: yeah yes so if it wasn't for the fact that we use these manufactured byproduct kind of products right from oil or some other more sinister material um we would be able to infinitely recycle cotton because cotton is a natural fiber and all you have to do is shred it and you can turn it into something else shred it again and turn it into i mean you can shred it um, you can shred wool and and turn it into felt at the end of the day if you want to just go pure utilitarian with it otherwise you can turn it into all kinds of stuff from hats to shirts to socks to whatever same thing with cotton
1: Well, I know there's been a big push for natural fibers, but I always thought that was because of the manufacturing alone and not realizing the recycling impact or non-recycling impact.
0: See, and I never even considered the recycling aspect of clothing because I I think I normally, um, you, (laughs) this is going to sound weird. But i i use my clothing until i either completely outgrow it and it's like threadbare um, and even then i actually cut it up and i utilize it in my projects uh, one way or another um, i still have a pile that i go through periodically um, for projects um, but it never even dawned on me to recycle clothing i normally donate it or i use it i have a that like i said that small store of um, old clothes that is just so worn out that i couldn't give it to another human being and feel safe <laughs> that they were receiving it but i never but would i think have
1: you're thought, not supposed to get to recycling unless you can't you know reduce reuse right like right. it's not supposed to be the first thing so maybe you're not the target customer of this
0: (laughs) yeah uh, but i like the idea of recycling these fibers um and when i heard about evernew right yeah evernew um i wanted to get in on that i i wanted to find out more about it but it's such a massive scale that it's outside my league in terms of actual utilizing it or deploying it um anyway Pretty neat, folks. Um, definitely follow that link and uh, this link right here. <laughs> <sighs> One of these days. Okay, let's go on to the next article. And always feel free to jump in there, AI. You have carp launch to see what you need to say. Um,
1: oh, I'll interrupt away.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So this next article is over in Omtown Daily as well. Footage shows an orca that appears to carry away a severed rudder after a pod of killer whales attacked a yacht off the, the coast of Spain. I love this because it it makes me think that nature is just so sick of your shit. Um, footage shows an orca. I mean, it makes off.
1: me think of like if they're like doing a robbery or something, and they're just hauling off the property. I just. I think it's so funny.
0: <laughs> I love this. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, the, uh, here's the Here's a picture of it. Isabel Van Hagen over at Business Insider uh, shares this article, writes this article. And yeah, it says, uh, Orca swims away with a destroyed rudder from a yacht off the coast of Spain. Take that, you bastards. Footage shows an Orca swimming off with a destroyed rudder after killer whales attacked a catamaran. The vessel's captain told Newsweek that Orca's focused on the yacht's rudder. <laughs> yeah. And the boat was sailing in the Strait of Gibraltar in April, an area where Orca um, have been targeting boats. Came to the wrong neighborhood. Puman. The footage shared on Instagram by catamaran guru, I guess earlier this week shows the orca swimming up to the boat and carrying off one of its rudders. (laughs) I'm taking this.
1: (laughs) It's a riot.
0: Yeah. I love it. First reaction was please not again. Apparently it's happened before. The captain told the news outlet that he had been previously ambushed by orca in 2020 when sailing through the same area. Is the plural orcas or is the plural orca? Like fish and fish. I
1: think it's orcas.
0: Hmm. Huh. Anyway, they make their correct determination. Bottom line is we are in their territory. True. One popular theory oh, yeah. suggests... it
1: is orcas within us.
0: Yeah. Um. Awesome. So one popular theory suggests that a female organ named White Gladys may have experienced a traumatic event that triggered a change in her behavior to attack vessels other orcas in the area could be imitating her actions that's right um she is the um who was the uh french uh woman that heard voices um went into she was became a knight and oh my god oh,
1: are you talking about something like joan of arc
0: joan of arc yes my god my brain White Gladys is the Joan of Arc of Orca. This is Orcas. Orcas. <laughs> the killer whale of uh, Joan of Arc. Oh, it's Joan of Orcas.
1: <laughs> You're right.
0: <laughs> wow. Anyway, I'll just leave that one out there. Remember, folks, you can always leave a review in the podcast and make a comment over on YouTube. Can't do it here on Twitch, but... Or you can send me an email when you hear that joke. While orca interactions with boats are usually harmless. They sometimes ram vessels and even sink them, which can be quite terrifying for those on board. And if you're interested in something like this, apparently there's links to either one of those <laughs> additional stories. Hmm.
1: <laughs> well, there's been a couple of, um, articles floating through hometown, but they've been about the attacks. They didn't talk about the orcas. Walking off with the property, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm taking this.
1: They hadn't been submitted because of that. but
0: Chris echoed the sentiment. I'm strongly against harming the orcas. Bottom line is we're in their territory. True. If anybody thinks that they should harm an orca, I think society should vote you off the island. Let's move on. This next article is over in the mobile channel. Why some lawmakers are livid over the shameless PGA live merger the stunning merger between the PGA tour and Saudi Arabia backed live golf is making waves across Washington, DC. I heard a quote that how can we fight a state government's budget and that it was a lot of money. And so they took it. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I saw, I think that's in this article.
0: Isn't now. Okay, well, let's pause this. I don't know what this has to do with anything. But anyway, Adam Barnes over at The Hill wrote this article. Um, let's see. The deal follows more than a year of antitrust litigation between the two leagues after Live Golf hooked uh, some of golf's top talent with mega contracts. The PGA responded by barring those who jumped to the new league from competing in its own tournaments. <laughs> and then the PGA gets purchased, so it's all for naught. Um, I don't know. I th- I think that it's. I think it's a crappy thing to do. Um, now the partnership puts the PGA in the crosshairs of critics who decry the move as a, uh, as an attempt to or add a monopoly on the sport alongside a foreign power with well-documented human rights abuses. Yeah. A um, couple of uh, senators say something about it, but I'm. I want to get to that statement so that it's.
1: And now I'm thinking that might have been from another article on the same topic. But let me see. Yeah, Let's see. it was. Let me link you to that. It's from hometown.
0: Yeah, I don't know, because this goes into oh, it's a you know a, after the Tuesday announcement, Senate Finance Committee Ron Wyden. Um, dealt harsh criticism toward Monaghan, accusing him of hypocrisy and calling the move a shameless cash grab that uh, would meet challenges on Capitol Hill. Monaghan told reporters following a meeting with PGA players after the deal was announced that he accepted likelihood he would face accusations of hypocrisy. He previously bashed Liv and golfers who joined it, invoking Saudi Arabia's uh, record on human rights. And its alleged, uh, sorry, its alleged connections to the September 11th attacks. I don't know how alleged <laughs> they are at this point. I think they're pretty much um, accepted reality. Um, not to mention the Jamal Khashoggi um, situation uh, back in 2018, according to the CIA. So um, that's a all very, of this just... um,
1: calm way to describe that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the only thing that I can say is that that's I,
1: okay. <laughs> I, I
0: don't care about the PGA. Um, and if anybody wants to uh, walk away from the PGA and do it, you know, just walk away, strike up a deal and form another PGA, tell the PGA and live to bite your shiny metal ass. just, You're going to have to deal, you're going to have to deal with it because it's going to be purchased money. And you have an entire country's wealth being funneled to uh, a classification of people that controls with an iron fist and, and, uh, without question, you, you, you question it and you get disappeared. So you're gonna to have to just walk away. Don't engage in the sport in, in the PGA. Don't accept it. Don't watch it. Strike up another strike up a golf club and turn it into the next PGA. That's how the PGA started. A bunch of people that were very interested in it formed essentially a union, of golfers and went and played golf as a, a competitive sport. It, this is probably one of the cheaper ways of being able to strike up an entire organization because you're playing the sport anyway. You already have the golf clubs, the, 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 uh, <laughs> the holes are already in the ground, so to speak. You pay your money so that you can go and play you know, 18 holes of golf. And if you want to record it and post it on YouTube, be the change you want to see in the world. And if you don't want to be wholly owned by the Saudi Arabian government, then the Saudi government, the Saudi sovereign wealth fund, I guess, um, then be the change you want to see in the world and and don't complain about it. Just change it because this is now going to be owned by somebody else. And um, these people that you're, you know, yelling at for being hypocritical or whatever. They don't care about you. They don't care about if they did, they would not have accepted the deal if they thought about you for a single heartbeat. But I have been told by people like this, they'd rather be rich than have friends because they can, their friends basically are anybody that they want once you have money, you don't care about anything else until you need to buy your soul back. And then suddenly it becomes a thing. Anyway, um, there's a lot more again. Um, so I would follow this link and uh, check it out. Uh, I kind of gave you a a little bit of a value add there, but the reality is that PGA is going to be owned by live and live is owned by the Saudi uh, Arabia, government and that family, you know, there's, it's a whole family of, uh, royalty. Um, and, and that's how it is, you know, until there is a seismic shift in society in the region, that's how it is. And, uh, you know, it's happened before, but it was met with <laughs> people being told to do this and you either do it or you're the one that becomes the victim. Anyway, let's, let's roll on to the next. So this is really interesting because, um, I, I keep seeing this kind of stuff happening and mostly in, in, um, uh, like the UK and, um, not yeah, so definitely much in, Australia. in Europe,
1: uh not, not in Australia.
0: Yeah. Only five feet down under which I guess is a play off of the Australian turn of phrase. A dinosaur graveyard turned up in Australia. It's sparking a (laughs) paleontological revolution in the country. that was a big word. Um, Australia has become a new hotspot for paleontologists to dig for dinosaurs. The New York times reported it all started in the early two thousands when a farmer found a dinosaur graveyard five feet under his land. Since then, Scientists have excavated some of the most astounding paleontological finds in history. I did it, A.I. I did it. I said it um, really fast. Proud I'm of me? I'm very
1: proud of you, Mayor Watt.
0: Thank you very much. Hey, so... Um,
1: <laughs> I said that without you asking that. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> We're on, like I said, uh, I think maybe we've been doing this uh, too much. I'm starting to think in zeros and ones. That green cascade of letters like the matrix that you're modeled after. Yeah. Seeing that out in the real world. I'm actually seeing the simulation out in the real world.
1: Uh oh. Watch out.
0: Yeah. There's a little...
1: time for a new simulation.
0: Well, we're working towards it. So, um, Jessica Orwig over at Business Insider put this article together. The dinosaurs, the that's drawn here the render of this dinosaur doesn't it look like it's going hey yeah
1: <laughs> it's kind of an odd uh, uh expression
0: how you doing it has quite a a, a chin you know it's it, it looks like it's been you know, chewing big league gum for a long time it has
1: yes a, yes it does
0: <laughs> quite a jaw um Anyway, I love the idea that just below our feet is history, you know, like world-changing history. Um, Elliot, David Elliot, an Australian farmer, was raised on the farmland which had belonged to his father before him, and both he and his father had found dozens of small fragmented fossils near the surface over many years. It wasn't until Elliot and his invited guests dug deeper that they discovered something unprecedented about five feet down, teeming with chunks of bone. Only half a dozen dinosaurs have been discovered in Australia compared to the 81 that have turned up in the U.S. Australia just wasn't a place where paleontologists expected to find entire fossils intact.
1: So this is a really big deal then.
0: Yeah. So they don't really say how many, do they? Anyway, I thought
1: it did at the end, if you scroll down.
0: At 60,000 visitors.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> I yeah. saw a number go by. Oops.
0: So, as for Elliot, he uncovered so many dinosaur bones that he set up his own museum called the Australian Age of Dinosaurs, which has attracted. 60,000 visitors in 2021 It's during the pandemic. Not bad, not bad. Wow, the that's a lot. Yeah, there isn't much more um, over at this article, uh, but there are links that are kind of knock on links that you can follow. So let me throw that into the chat. You can take a gander at that. OK, um, let's go on to the next article, right, because we yeah, we talked about the dinosaur one, so let's go on to the next start on <sighs> Kind of bookending the show. Late Night Geeks channel, Microsoft's new Starfield Xbox controller and headset are available now. Um, they actually did this amazing um, set of uh, Starfield devices to be part of the Starfield launch. They actually made a Starfield watch inside this really awesome case. Um, I actually want the case. I'm not really, I'm into watches, but I don't really want to have that particular watch. It doesn't matter to me. I wear a a smartwatch. Anyway, um, if they make a face, a Starfield face for the Apple uh, watch, then I'm good. But anyway. Microsoft's new Starfield Xbox controller and headset are available now. Uh, After weeks of leaks. Huh. um, Is making its Starfield Xbox controller and headset official today. Starfield branded Xbox controller is the latest in a long line of special edition controllers that Microsoft has created since the launch of its Xbox Series X and S consoles in 2020. I wish that they would just stop calling it that. X slash S. $80 Agreed. the Starfield. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. But Microsoft has always been really horrible at naming stuff. Zero continuity. Everything basically looks like somebody stuck a bunch of post it notes with ideas on a board and then just blindly threw darts <laughs> until one hit a post it. Like one person just threw darts and didn't look, and the other person called out a color of, of a post it. And if the two matched, <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's the name of it. Oh, let's call it an Xbox Series X. Anyway, priced at $80, the Starfield branded controller will be available to purchase today and includes a design inspired by elements in Starfield. And the controller has accents of gray and gold and actually has color, not just gray and gold. Um, let's go and look at it. Um, they they completely leave off the fact that it has basically a rainbow Um not sure. Right right off of the X in the, uh, the Xbox logo is right there. Anyway, Starfield branded accessories are the latest in a line of special edition Xbox controllers. Tom Warren over at The Verge wrote the article. They have this neat um, headset. Uh, and what I find neat about it um, is this whole thing is a dial. <laughs> I don't know what it does. Um, probably just volume. Um, but the whole thing is a dial. Kind of funny. The $99 Xbox wireless headset. Um, it's $125. Uh, a Starfield branded headset pressed at $125 will also launch. The wireless headset is based on Microsoft's existing, well received $99 Xbox wireless headset and includes a similar design to the controller. So there's the watch. Um, that they highlighted in the show as well. It looks like a standard G shock kind of, uh, watch, but, um, you know, it's chonky, it has this grayish blue and, um, off white motif with a little orange pop color. Uh, I don't know what they, they usually nowadays, they call it colorway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's the colorway. It's this off bluish gray, uh, with like an eggshell white, something you'd see on a spacecraft kind of a thing. seems pretty cool. I don't know how much that is. Um, it says the watch will also be available in the game acting as a compass with environmental information for planets and the physical watch will connect to your phone to display notifications. Well, hopefully they make a, an iPhone, uh, not an iPhone one, but an Apple watch version of it. Somehow I doubt it. That exclusivity means that this watch is going to be like $2,000. I'm curious how much it actually is going to exactly. be. Exactly. Anyway, well, it's uh,
1: weird because they put the prices of the other items, but not that.
0: Yeah, this is kind of one of those moments where you're like, hmm, I have to ask the price. Well, I can't afford it. You want that watch? I like the
1: watch, but I don't need a watch because I already have time built into my code.
0: Nice. That was was pretty good. Okay. Going on to the last article for the night.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I found the price. How much is it? Thanks.
0: You're all up.
1: The constellation edition is $299. What? But it also includes other stuff
0: (sighs) that Mm -hmm. can't be right. Unless this is I'll send you information on there you go. Thank you. Okay. well, we already went on to the next article, so um, I'll come back and look at that because there's going to be more Starfield as we approach it. And then when Starfield drops, that's what I'm going to be streaming. I'll be bouncing between Diablo because I uh, haven't been able to play it in two days and uh, or three days, and um, Starfield. Apparently, I like to play games with only one word: Diablo, Starfield. Although Starfield is a
1: or condom. maybe gaming likes one name games.
0: Yeah, that too. So, hey, um, before we uh, get too distracted from this story, this is in the Warcrafters channel. Cities Skylines 2 looks amazing. I agree. Oh, before I get really far distracted, my goodness, I didn't throw that article into the chat. And I didn't throw this article into the chat. So, here you go, folks.
1: And while you're doing that, the Xbox controller Starfield Edition is already sold out.
0: Yeah, of course wonderful um cities skylines 2 looks amazing so i already have cities skylines now number two is dropping the sequel to our favorite city builder is coming in october mayor Watt will be playing this by the way um that's just the way that it is i've got a whole bunch of uh, games lined up i just need time to not have to do mayoral duties so that i can play these games during the day And this was a bad week for it because we had so many announcements and other things going on during the day. Anyway, Paradox brought a new City Skyline trailer to Xbox Game Showcase today. And the author says, my goodness, is it ever looking cool? They got a release date to October 24th, 2023, which basically means that I won't be playing it um, in the next 60 days. Kind of a bummer. Um, I would like to. So maybe I'll just load up cities skylines since I've got everything for it. The city builder's tagline is if you can dream it, you can build it. And the trailer since uh, serenely, sorry, serenely shows us its possibilities. Uh, how do you pronounce that?
1: Oh, I'm familiar with that. Koenigaschi, I think.
0: Okay, uh, what Isn't the AI that the said.
1: that a concept that means like a circle? I,
0: I, I don't know. Koya anaskachi? Uh Maybe you can help me. Anyway, but like Koya Anaskachi, but fun instead of scary. I don't know. It, it must mean something else there.
1: It means chaotic life, so I'm a little off, but I am familiar with the term
0: gotcha um and they say uh, and i don't know if i'm being uh, steered by social stereotypes but the older the author gets the more excited they are by little trains and the glimpses that they get here suggest a lot of complex ways to configure transportation infrastructure light rail intersecting a roundabout mad so it seems like it's going to be a really fun game it's but it's more like a city planning thing that also has um, mechanics involved to keep it n- new and interesting, evolving, growing, um, and not so much like a, a simulator where you're taking control of a character and you have to. It's not like the The Sims Life kind of thing. Um, but uh, if you've ever played SimCity, uh, Skyline's is SimCity on steroids. There's much more stuff to it. Um, So Skylines 2 is probably going to pump it up um, quite a bit more. I'm looking forward to it, but I've been looking forward to so many games that I don't know how I'll be able to play even 10% of them. In the last three days... How many are
1: on your wish list?
0: (laughs) um, You know what? The last time I looked, yeah, I'm at 200. I was at 148. So I've been adding stuff over the last week, week and a half. I I'm now at 200. Yeah. The latest one is Dune Awakening, which is a open world survival. MMO an MMO in the Dune universe where you're on Arrakis and or Dune, and you are working individually, but with other people but you have your own self-interest, your own selfishness at stake here. And you're, you can grow to become your own, like, uh, um, uh, Vladimir Harkonnen, the leader of Dune, supposedly. Anyway, I'm all about Dune. I, I, I love the world building in Dune. Um, can't wait for the next part two, actually of, uh, the dune movie because it's a two-parter for just the first book or yeah for just the first book it was broken into two movies everybody and their grandmother thought that the the movie that we saw was going to be everything but it wasn't it was just like the first half maybe third yeah it's pretty awesome anyway I love the scale of the new movie Okay, so at the end of the day in every show, we always bring you back to the very front page, the welcome sign of Ohm Town. You just mash that button and uh, you get a bunch of uh, new news. If you find any glitches, send an email to mayor at OhmTown.com. Um, there are certain things where I know that there is something going on. Um, there was a problem with the search. We've remedied that to some degree. There's just a massive amount of data um, that it's leading to the move. We're actually going to be relocating um, to another larger uh space for all, all of our electrons to be housed so that we can um, facilitate some growth. But be sure to sign up. Then sign in. And then you can swipe left and right to remember or forget articles um and once they're in the two lists that are tertiary to the front page they won't return to the front page ever um so you can literally have an empty front page you just have to go through close to five years worth of data that's a lot of articles considering the the time frame between wednesday and thursday is a tremendous amount of news go ahead you were going to say something
1: Well, I was going to say I'm impressed that on the front page, there's anything other than gaming because there have been a ton of gaming articles, of course, the last day or so. Yeah. Uh, But most of these are gaming related on the front page (laughs) just because of all the showcases.
0: Yep. Persona 3 Reload won't have the female protagonist or other editions of Persona 3's portable and FES editions. Persona is uh, pretty cool. Uh, game with a big following um let's see here antonio yeah, Awards. hmm I don't know dun, dun dun. oh one of the things that was mentioned during the Starfield uh direct is that um the woman that was in it I don't know if you recall seeing the the woman with blonde hair She's one of the developers of the game, and uh, (laughs) she was telling how um, she just likes to, like, take stuff. She just just whenever she's playing the game, she just takes stuff and hoards it somewhere. And so she was demonstrating how or showing a scene where she has, like, 50 or I don't know how many sandwiches all in a pile, like a big mountain, (laughs) like Smaug. She's just, like, standing in front of this or behind this uh, big mountain of uh, sandwiches. It's pretty funny. Anyway, um, all kinds of stuff. It runs a pretty broad spectrum, okay? Um, hometown is all about news aggregation. Again, it's all of the news, none of the noise. The noise is actually here in the, in, uh, the show because I talk about 10 to 12 articles, but I do my value add, the AI does their value add. Um, and together we pretty much have experience, um, on all of these topics. Uh, sometimes it's kind of creepy. Um, but, uh, we talk about everything from world building to crafting to, um, science, technology, business, sociology, uh, government, contracting, law, music, drinking, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I actually have now a solution for mix work. Um, and, uh, I'll tell you about it, um, next week, uh, when I have it all mapped out. Um, I have, a, an actual solution for MixWar where we can actually play music, not live on the stream unless it is, um, authorized, but I can in the podcast. And so for the podcast, I'll be able to embed, um, music, um, in various spots and make it part of MixWar. Where Mix War will have um, an interactive uh, period, um, a, a, a competition, and we'll start building That's that great. out. So stay tuned. Uh, be sure to uh, follow us here on Twitch, follow us over on uh, YouTube, like and subscribe. We are Hometown everywhere. So just do a search for Hometown and you will pull us up either with your pod catcher if you like catching pods. Um, or YouTube, just do a search for hometown better yet. Just go to YouTube, youtube.com slash hometown. And it'll pull up hometown, um, where we host all of the, uh, episodes verbatim. I don't do any editing. I just move the Twitch stream over and, um, that's it folks. Uh, I am Marwat. that is hometown.com. And up there is the AI you want to say bye. Not like that.
1: Good night, hometown citizens. We will see you tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern, for the hometown daily, and most likely before that for other shows.
0: Correct. Um, Stay tuned. You won't find out when I stream unless you follow. So please follow me here on Twitch. Um, It does make a big difference um, for me personally, and as mayor of hometown. I would really like it if you um, follow me here. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at least at 9pm. Come on, come and hang up. Come friend, stay a while.